Back up, please. Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 217. I'm your host Aditya and along with me I have Abhishek. Hello everyone. Uh, we are back after a week long break and a lot has happened since then. Let's start with you Aditya. Japan is in the news, isn't it? Japan is in the news because Prime Minister Shinzo Abe decided to step down as the longest serving prime minister. He's been in uh, quote unquote power since 2012 and eight days after he broke that record, which was earlier held by his great grand uncle, he decided to step down on medical grounds. He was suffering from ulcerative colitis, which has no known cure, by the way, which uh, if it flares up, you may have to go to the bathroom every 15 minutes. Uh, and he's been suffering that for a while, which is uh, quite a big deal that he has been the prime minister, despite uh, going through all that and it was that the decision was so sudden that he did not consult anyone his staff did not have the time to put his remarks up on the teleprompter how big is he in japan he's quite he's quite popular so what what has happened was just and this is the second time that he's stepping down for the same reason right back in 2007 when he first stepped down that was also for the same reason is this condition that flared up and since then between 2007 and 2012 in about six years, they had some five prime ministers uh, that they re- that they went through. So nobody could survive. There was a massive turnover rate in, in that particular job. He came in and held the post for 2,798 straight days wow. um, before it stepped down. Yeah. And, and, and Japan, so, uh, in, in comparison, had 16 prime ministers between 89 and 2012. With, and each of them, on an average, stayed on their seat for 538 days. So this bloke was there for 2000, whatever you said, close to 2800 days. Yeah, absolutely. And the way he also stepped down, he in, in his in his remarks, I should not stay in the position of prime minister as I am no longer able to perform my duty confidently. That is very, very Japanese in terms of the culture here. You know, I have had similar conversations here with people at an engineering level who have expressed this thing to me as a reason to, you know, while quitting, my peers are so good that I get depressed that I'm not as good and hence I would like to leave. Is it Japanese perhaps then? So my only reference is that why the one other instance that happened to me personally, and then you have uh, the prime minister also somewhat saying the same thing. Right? Um, so it, it seems like that. Yeah. The media scrutiny, I think uh, it, it looked like uh, there was a lot of speculation because he was in and out of the hospital for the last few weeks and even months. And uh, they were analyzing the time that he took to walk uh, down the corridor outside his office. It was taking him 21 seconds uh, in the last few days as opposed to 18 seconds back in April. So they were trying to you know, figure out whether he's really unwell and what's going to happen yeah. off him. He, he lost 10 kgs as well in, the, in, in, the, in between the two visits that happened. Uh, it was quite serious and apparently in the in the press conference that he held he also pointed out exactly the things that he did not achieve he mentioned about not being able to finish off certain projects which is especially you know signing a peace treaty with russia or uh, making changes to the nation's constitution he we also have the lowest death rate in the entire world when it comes to corona and they have managed to contain the corona situation so well Yet his current approval rating are the lowest ever that they have been. 
so somehow he hasn't been able to convince the people that he has been able to do a good job even at a party level the party that he belongs to the democratic party they they would at least have an issue saying this is that hey please don't say this you are just giving fodder to the opposition like right? yeah true but then i think uh, the right. world world leaders who went on quickly to congratulate him on twitter one of them was australia's prime minister he was talking about how he has been the senior statesman in our region and across the globe and some of these are are true because you know he very deftly he was among the few uh, leaders who could deal with donald trump it's known as golf diplomacy golf diplomacy ah possibly because for example he still stayed in the the trans pacific uh, agreement when america chose to uh, quit that and he also signed bilateral deals with uh, america and again with other european nations trump said that he's been the best prime minister that japan has ever had so that that was one he dealt with china very well apparently under a banner what they called as a free and open indo-pacific china is basically storms its foot and said ye mera hai this is my territory that is my territory so they japan was the country which you know united these uh, asian countries to as a common front against china without riling up china he was quite the diplomat absolutely and one of the, the and a few of the important things that um, he managed to do was also abe returned japan to you know what was positive growth as such right you remember you you always read about the lost decade and yeah. stuff like that the yeah. lost generation japan's lost decade so and he was the one who got japan out of it the real growth per capita also was nil until it took over and after that it has been since 2013 to uh, 2000 the 19 it went up to 1.2% so overcoming deflation was not very easy yeah making changes in foreign tourism the numbers have gone up almost like three times between 2012 to now the similar sort of things have also happened in in terms of changes in the society by opening up japan uh, changing japan's immigration systems there are so many more Uh, foreign nationals working in japan because that was identified as one of the things is that you know it is totally cut off apparently people tell me that it's you know 10 year, japan 10 years from now in japan now they say that i'm fortunate to be here right now than when they were so it is that big a change that has happened during his presence right and, and by the way people might you know wonder why we are talking about japan so much is because there are a lot of listeners from japan it is as simple as that i think third last largest listener base for us which was surprising <laughs> to me and hence we are talking a little bit more about that yeah it's a good excuse to talk about it you are there you might as well cover some of what you are uh, and observing it actually actually be very interesting to if to see if we can have a uh, a meet up out here yes. in tokyo yes please write, please reach out to aditya at uh, ac mathre or at indicast on twitter and uh, maybe a cup of coffee or sushi whatever it is yeah. that goes send me a direct message on twitter uh, otherwise if not i am aditya at theindicast.com as well okay what what else yeah so his his health was his health wasn't keeping well so he decided to step down yeah. um i i wonder if he wanted to become a prime minister or get into politics he wanted to make films uh, when he was a kid he was born with a silver spoon would drive sports cars but then his he's a grandson of a prime minister son of a foreign minister so he was thrust into that path and he did pretty well for himself you talked about all those exploits even unemployment fell to its lowest rate in uh, in decades it was it, what i read was it was full employment and that he was working towards how can they add more people into the workforce that is creating jobs for women to get the housewives back into the 
uh, workforce and finding jobs suitable jobs for the retired people or the old uh, elderly people so it was beyond employment i mean you know he also encouraged immigration uh, to fill that labor shortage everybody was invited he also stood through the devastating earthquake uh, tsunami nuclear disaster he's seen it all i guess in those 2800 days we wish him well in, in terms of health absolutely in the while let's keep talking about you know a couple of other senior statesmen also from india uh, i'm talking referring to pranam mukherjee pranam mukherjee passed away recently 13th president of india 2012 uh he passed away of uh, you know complications from various ailments he also tested positive for covid-19 and uh, uh, we we were we were in college at the time or or just out of yeah he was the finance minister yeah right he was a finance when, minister when i yeah. think when when dikash was quote unquote at its peak <laughs> uh, he was the finance minister <laughs> yes yes uh, he was he was there when uh, he signed the nuclear non proliferation treaty at the time right what a what a resume man he had almost all of the major portfolios commerce minister 93 to 95 external affairs 95 96 and then again 2006 and 9 defense and back to finance in 2009 he was member of the rajya sabha he was quite close to indira gandhi he was a leader of the lok sabha in 2004 to 2012 he was on board of governors of you know various banks asian development bank international monetary fund world bank i will have to catch a breath to to read read all of that this is the skill i think most of these um, high achieving individuals the one thing that i see is common is that it's not like their performance in one particular thing that us amazes me right yeah. anyone i think anyone can be good at doing one one thing how are they able to switch between contexts of all these different things at the same time that is amazing to me these guys have to be generalists right because of the cabinet reshuffle one day you are dealing with finance next day you could be headed heading education or defense people are me in my small little workplace i am like okay if i take on a new assignment i'm going to spend 3 months just listening to people and getting a knowing the business blah 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 and these guys they go from you know defense minister to finance ministry and they are have to make all the decisions finally right i know that they have an entire machinery supporting them however entire machinery is providing them raw material for them to make the decision hmm ata tumhi sanga evda dile tumhala mr mukherjee was heading more than 50 group of ministers in his tenure during that upa 1 and 2 and he was so good at his job that you know there was one former advisor to prime minister manmohan singh at the time he said that everybody realized he was so clever that they would rather have him as a number 2 than number 1 so he never became the prime minister that was a top shot a slot i think what we don't realize is we only look at the the prime ministerial position there are so many the number 2s acting behind you know without not a lot of recognition that is that's just mind blowing what else what is the next topic that we have uh, chess olympiad just happened and abhishek what happened in there it was interesting So this was uh, chess olympiad is basically what Davis Cup is to tennis uh, is what chess olympiad is to chess and for the first time since 1927 a match ended in a tie or rather India and Russia were awarded gold medals very controversially that has never happened before because of an internet outage so both Indians in the final match lost their internet connectivity the officials went back saw where they all stood and then uh, an hour later they decided hey it was fair that both india and russia be given uh, a gold medal it was you know action packed the first online olympiad so the indian players lost internet connection 
and so they lost the connection to the server and after that in fact russia for some time was declared as the winner because the time to make your move expired and then india appealed and then they overturned the decision uh, india and russia were both announced as joint winners india's team who participated in the olympiad included uh, two young players nihal sarin divya deshmukh and then it also of course uh, had koneru hampi in there there was vishwanathan anand was there and this is the first time that india has actually won the gold medal again joint gold medal but it is also said that deshmukh was in a winning position at that time before she lost um, the connection we are we live in a world of firsts right we we spoke about how uh, football is played to empty grounds and even chess uh, it's uh, weird to play chess on a computer when all your life you spent playing chess by traveling to different countries or at least these guys when you watch the opponent's body language uh, and then realize what your next move should be at times if not always so that itself was a different uh, you know experience for some of these guys humpy in particular was talking about how you know it's it's important to watch the the body language and 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 this internet uh, outage also it it was caused because of a human error uh, is what chess.com reports at uh, century is it so yeah it, it at uh, by a human error at century link a us based telecommunications networking company and what that yeah. human error was we don't know but it had knock on effects to a number of uh, content distribution networks basically your telecoms operators and uh, india happened to be one of the casualties and to be fair to the indians uh, the indian players they went miles to have multiple backup systems in place in fact vishwanathan anand uh, on the day that he was scheduled to play there was a scheduled power cut in tamil nadu so her his wife who takes care of all his engagements she was talking about how they had their laptops fully charged uh, they had uh, a hotspot connectivity two mobile internet modems ready uh, they had a plan b plan c you had the vice captain srinath narayanan he he went to the tamil nadu electricity board which has never missed a deadline for this scheduled cut and they requested them you know boss mr anand is playing india is playing you know can you do something about it just postpone it there were ias officers who tweeted that we will make sure that nothing goes wrong and then somebody in the us and then there's somebody in the us <laughs> spilled coffee on his keyboard and it shut down yeah man there is some service called speedify Uh, and they have not sponsored indicast i promise you that but they went on to congratulate uh, the indian team and uh, uh, vidit gujarati was the captain he responded back saying quite a significant part of our victory is down to you guys because what they do is they they give basically when you have to switch between internet connections they are it's it's a service to be used i wonder what the uh, chess administration things of all this it looks like all the players had to do figure it out themselves because humpy really said that uh, uh, she found an app a few days before the event which would help uh, them not to lose connectivity while you are switching networks i think this is the first time right they they all had to figure it out and in all the melee and confusion armenia who uh, lost to india in the quarter finals because they also had a server fault by the way and their appeal was rejected and uh, that armenian dude who's the number one there levon aronian he he tweeted or he said that like always some of us are less disconnected than others when india won this so it was a cheeky line why some people yeah. are about the law etc but exactly would wouldn't carry the same amount of influence with the the chess federation right i mean we can't we can't obviously say that out loud but yes just like in cricket i wonder <laughs> if, <laughs> i get in a few cases <laughs> because yeah. uh, i think when uh, you know the joke uh, when saurav ganguly was being considered for the head of the icc somebody said that is not a promotion that's a demotion bcci is more 
powerful than the ICC. He already, yeah, exactly. you know, is ahead there. So, and, and by the way, just some trivia. It's got nothing to do with this Olympiad, but I was trying to look up uh, if there are any drug tests for chess because we had discussed some of it for the video games where people were doping. Oh yeah. The World Anti-Doping Agency classifies chess as a low-risk sport, and uh, there are too many side effects of calming oneself or stimulating oneself in these uh, chess games. So nobody has yeah. actually tested. positive in fact in 2002 olympiad all 802 tests came back negative so there are no mind enhancing drugs <laughs> for the game of chess or they don't work in chess in, yeah they don't work in chess possibly and i'm pretty sure i think india and russia both of both are like you know outcome driven countries yes, <laughs> and, they, yes. and they have they have significantly studied or considered and done tests to see whether This this could be an advantage. I mean, come on, man. You're at a level. Professional sport is no joke. Oh, you bet. I think uh, Russia has done its bit, uh, not in the game of chess, but in Olympics when they were banned. The Icarus is one documentary that you should watch if you haven't. Uh, it oh won my an, God, you have, have to watch that documentary. Yeah, yeah it, it won an absolute. Oscar. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a system systematic doping program that the Russians uh, ran for uh, in in the Olympics. Chess is not part of the Olympics, obviously, and they are wanting to get there, but it hasn't been approved yet. I think all leading countries have done. Yeah, all leading countries. I mean, we we uh, we know Armstrong did it. No, true. I think when it comes to during, you said Lance Armstrong, they would be Aditya. There is something called hematocrit. If you give your blood test for just to get your uh, hemoglobin count, they also give you the hematocrit count, which for uh, for us it's between uh, I think thirty nine and fifty. If you cross fifty, and the hematocrit is the you know the oxygen carrying capacity in the red blood cells. If you cross fifty, that means you're doping. So what these guys would do. Uh, is they would dope just about enough to get to 49, and and nobody would know uh, what their uh, yeah. original hematocrit count would be. So now you've got things like you know they've got a biological passport. They would uh, take your drug test and know now Aditya is 45 in 2019. He can't just have 49 two years down the line. So they will compare it with what your baseline figures are. But so it's you you can't get around these. But that's uh, the way it is. Everybody did it at one point of time. Everybody did it. Everybody did it. Anyways, let's move on to our next uh, next topic, which is about desert greening. You remember last time that in, in our yeah. last episode, I about I came across this article, which is interesting enough. The reason it is interesting is because to me, I thought was everyone thinks about hey, planting trees is good, but this article was all about yes, it is good, but depends on where you are doing it. What was the story about you? You mentioned that India's largest desert is turning green. You said last time, and it isn't a good thing. Why isn't it a good thing? So basically, it is important to know first of all that Thar Desert in India, which is in Rajasthan, it is a as they call it as a climatic desert. बोले तो that it is a region which is very hot and without any precipitation. There is no rainfall, and that's why there are this desert-like situation has come about. It is not. the the case that there were there used to be trees thousands of year, years ago and then there was there was deforestation and now we are in this situation that is not the case when british came here it was easier for them to tax agriculture because it is productive right and that's why they were like acha sab jagah pe agriculture hona chahiye that's why they started these irrigation programs also everywhere in the desert in as many places as possible and this sort of a thinking was carried forward in the independent india also right there there were irrigation projects that got funding and bas ped lagao jhad lagao is is what happened of course when they say jhad lagao is like you know which which one can grow fastest there are a certain species that were planted 
which it turned out to be a bad idea for example there are a few trees uh, or species rather one of them is called prospis juliforia and we'll we'll i'll we'll try to tweet out a link to this particular article from indica's uh, twitter account so that you can read in detail this tree is actually from central america so it is not native to india uh, and it was introduced somewhere around in, in 1980 and 2000 and the it's a nitrogen fixer that means it increases nitrogen levels in the soil which is not good for the native plants so you it basically destroyed all the native plants that had figured out how to survive in desert like conditions there was another such example which is acacia tortilis it's a, it's a tree that is native to again african savanna they were planted it in rajasthan under the guise of sand dune stabilization however they did not take into consideration that there are animals which is like sand grouse and certain lizards who depend on loose soil for them to burrow ah. right now all these species started getting into trouble right even chinkara the black buck few gazelles and these the small little lizards they started vanishing because suddenly there is lot more vegetation that's why they cannot see them being preyed upon uh, i'm i'm sure there is more to it uh, and i'll let you continue but so far what i see is the moral of the story is do not fiddle with the natural order of things you want to plant trees don't do it in the desert there must be a reason why you have a desert no ah, absolutely right and that's why in in the article i think the best line in the article was and i'm trying to look for it right now just to and we spoke about it before the recording is planting trees in deserts is as bad as cutting trees in a rainforest since it changes the basic nature of the ecosystem so uh, yeah that's that's the takeaway once you read that it like it's like yeah totally it makes sense right i mean you know why would you want to you know meddle with and then the article also it i love how the article goes into green versus brown right or when it comes to when it comes to environment we think acha green is beautiful green hai to acha hai desert hai to something must be wrong here right but it is also part of the environment right and you remember the locust infestation that recently happened oh, yeah that now they are also saying that you know this is one of the downsides is now these locusts they have a pit stop in the deserts now now earlier they would not they wouldn't have made it to delhi or maharashtra and gujarat now they are able to do so because they have a pit stop and green areas in in the desert um so that is another thing um there has been always an argument about hey, it and let me ask you this question abhishek do you think that trees means good rainfall trees leads to good rainfall what do you think ah uh. I think so. I think they had told us in in school, school. I think in geography exactly. we had that. Yes. And this is the exact line that has been quoted in the article, saying that our forefathers have told us that greening brings rainfall. Bowery said. So is it is it true? So or you are you are. But there is there is no. Again, it all depends on what sort of desert is it. It ah, is right. Okay. He says that there is no evidence that in as they call it. the thar desert is an arid to a semi arid region in western india and there is no evidence that it leads to more rainfall however the same thing is not true in sub saharan conditions there they have been able to find some evidence but you cannot really say that because it worked in africa it will work here or you can't make that leap <laughs> duly noted <laughs> when it comes to the environment green doesn't always mean good all right keep that in mind keep that in mind there is a historical angle also here so when the british actually they came to india there were nomadic tribes you remember there yeah. are nomadic tribes in india 
they used to wander around with their cattle, grazing them and then selling them and stuff like that. So British came in and said that you cannot graze animal unless you also use to cultivate crops on the same land. And that is how one of the experts from um, quoted in the article says that this is how nomadic pastoralists, pastoralists, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. Nomadic pastoralists turned into sedentary agro pastoralists. Boleto, nomadic say they had to now settle down. Right. So that is also a massive impact on their way of life. Just as it is for us uh, from traveling employees to sedentary ones uh, tethered to the laptops. Work from home, guys. Yeah, man. But good topic, good topic. So if, if any one of you and especially these are the ones that we are a sucker for. If you bump into any of any such topics, please tweet us at Indicast. We'd love to talk about it. At Indicast, absolutely. And at the same time, India's GDP was oh. announced in the last quarter. It shrunk by 23%. 23.9%, which is for a variety of reasons, including the lockdown, which was extended and which in hindsight appears to have been called off sooner. 90,000 cases a day, Aditya, as of last night, which is the highest single day rise for any country since the pandemic struck the world. Two years ago, uh, we would have articles uh, that would start uh, saying India is the fastest growing big economy. And now it is the biggest decline of any major economy. The the percentage 23.9%. US economy shrunk by 9.5% in the same quarter. And Japan, since we are talking about it, it's 7.6%. So uh, India is pretty big and we still haven't considered uh, the informal uh, economy where 9 out of 10 people work. There is no knowing how much overall it would have shrunk, which is far more than this. It's bad. Absolutely, man. And I love how I love in the in the press release. Uh, Sita Raman is the is the hmm. um, is the finance minister right now, right? She had the study which is called the Government Response Stringency Index, which has been put together by Oxford University, and it says that India has enforced the most stringent lockdown. And then she goes on to quote that hey, look look at the fatality rate, right? Uh, yeah. India's fatality rate is 1.78% compared to 3% in the US, 12.35% in the UK, 10% in France, 13% in Italy. So we took the right steps in, in the right time and shut down the economy and this is the impact on it. So there is one thing that she forgets to mention here. Uh, although the fatality rate is low uh, as compared to other countries, because most of our the ones who are contracting it are young younger folk in India. So if you remove that from the equation, it's pretty much the same. So it's like in, 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 in uh-huh. Japan, in other countries, yeah, where the average is high, that's why you've got, so that's why the fatality rate is high. So if you discount that, this statistics can lie. Wala Fandana, this is what it is. You are not comparing apples to apples. So we are no way better off than any other country. The problem, of course, was, and we will not have time for it right now, is uh, migrants fleeing from Mumbai to their native lands and they took the virus with them. Two-thirds of it uh, went to Uttar Pradesh and Bihar, uh, came from these guys who, who walked or cycled to their places. So, yeah, it's, it's, that's a fact right now. Yeah, Did it's you, pretty um, grim. Things are not as crazy here. So, you know, I can feel the pain. I can feel the pain. That's, that's the only thing that I can say. It's unfortunate. And True. at least I am the lucky one in the conversation right now. 
Um, true, true. All that's how I feel. Everyone listening from India, stay safe. If you want to have pani puri, which I see in, in near my house, we don't have to crowd ten people near that thela. We can still do a little bit of social distancing. It will come to you, as long as you pay, because that's the fact. Uh, unfortunately, it's more like we are out with a vengeance. Everybody wants to be out as if nothing has happened, but we have to be safe. Uh, let's be so. I think we want to believe that it's back. It's 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 more more about that than anything, right? It's like, anyways, guys. So that that was our. episode number 217 don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever in your in your favorite podcast app if it's on iTunes then also feel feel free to write a review for us follow us on twitter as well the handle for it is at indicast i am also available at ac mahatre abhishek abhishek kumar with a single k <laughs> with a single k with a single k that's about it until next week Bye bye.